It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. After waking up to temperatures in the 40s this Thursday morning, we'll see highs seasonable into the upper 60s and low 70s this afternoon with a good deal of sunshine as we head into tonight. Temperatures a little bit cooler into the upper 30s and low to mid 40s, generally under a mostly clear sky. And we'll see a mix of sun and clouds as we head toward Friday with highs generally in the 50s and low 60s. Project. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're talking off the air because that's what we do. 52 degrees in Roanoke and in Salem, 50 in Danville, 47 in Appomattox, 48 in Lynchburg, 50 in Bedford. Very clear skies everywhere. Could be a little windy where you are, so look for any uh, fallen limbs. We had quite a few of those out in the country this morning. Well, we welcome to the studio this morning Patrick Earl. He is a candidate for Lynchburg City Council. We try very hard here on the show to get to know uh, people who are running for council so that you know who you are uh, have the ability to vote for uh, come election time. Uh, welcome, Patrick. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do uh, for a living, and why you're running for city council. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, I'm originally from Michigan. Um, I am an actor and performer by trade. Uh, I've been living in Central Virginia going on 13 years now. I've been living in Lynchburg for about eight. Um, and basically what brought me here was we wanted to start a family, Okay. my wife and I. Um, you can't really do that as a struggling actor. <laughs> so yes. for years, yeah. little, we were, little difficult, little right. hard. Uh, right. So for years, we were applying to um, uh, colleges to be to be uh, faculty members, and my wife got uh, head of acting and directing at Randolph College. She's currently tenured. Um, I teach part time and take care of the kids. So until about seven months ago, that was my job. Um, I have since started, I guess supposedly started a political career <laughs> um and recently got appointed uh, uh executive director of end station theater company so nice also running a, a nonprofit right now very cool. good kind of busy um yeah but uh as to why i started um why i began running was uh what got me interested in politics initially was the uh, public school facilities report in lynchburg city schools um, some schools are going to have to close. Some are going to need to be renovated. Others uh, are might need to be built. Um, and I thought to myself, well, my, my first my first fear as a parent was, oh my gosh, it's going to be my kid's school. It's going to be my kid's school. Mm -hmm. But then my second thought was, well, what if it was another kid's school? Uh, and then I started digging into the meat of it and there are no good answers right to this. right no good right answers. well and and a lot of the the problems that we're having is people are moving their children out of lynchburg we don't have the same number of students that we used to have um if, if i could push back about that a little bit certainly the last 30 gosh 20 since 2010 we have only lost 380 students yes but before so, that we had lost even more and so yeah, we were maintaining absolutely. schools that absolutely that, we, we have since made some strides in that though um I feel as if some of the programs that they had put together, um, which we always could do more. I think we should lean in a little bit more to um, the folks that need special attention if they if they have some emotional problems or um, they get expelled or they get suspended. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll go off, they'll do their thing, but then there's not really a soft landing back in to to the city school system. They're just thrown right back in. Let's talk um, about the report cards of uh, Lynchburg City Schools absolutely. right now. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. What uh, what are your concerns there? Because they're not great. 
Um, I feel as in, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking specifically about the SOL scores. I am. Absolutely. If you look at each one individually, you'll notice that what is bringing them down is, I mean, you can literally look across the board at the numbers is are economically disadvantaged. They are bringing them, them down from what you would call, quote unquote, the normal level. And the fact of the matter is, as we grow in population, we are going to face problems that any metropolitan area is going to face. Um, so uh, you can't learn if you're hungry. You can't learn if you're having problems at home. You can't learn if you're homeless. Mm-hmm. You can't learn if you're if your basic state in life as a child is one of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like what we need to do is lean more into um, the the social aspect of it, the resources they have for those children. There's only six social workers in the entire LCS system. Mm-hmm. Well, you also have to remember that at one point we had how many hundreds of jobs that weren't even filled right. with Lynchburg City Schools. So Absolutely. we have that going on. Yeah, um, and, and I'm with you on that one. Um, I'm, I'm endorsed by the Lynchburg Education Association. Uh, that would be, if it wasn't a right-to-work state, it would be the equivalent of our teachers' union. Um, and it's because they don't, they're not paid enough. And they're being asked to do jobs that are not, are, they're not equipped for. And, mm-hmm. I, and that's across our public services. Mm-hmm. What do you think um, is the, the number one uh, goal as far as, as what we should be focusing on teaching our children? In- Focus on teaching our children? Mm-hmm. Uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Do you? That, that's the answer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the answer. Yeah, A I lot mean- of school systems are getting away from that. And, and, um, and those things that you talked about before making sure that they aren't hungry, making mm-hmm. sure that we do everything we can to support those families so that they feel safe at school and they feel safe at home. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, we are there to make sure that they can read, they can write, they can reason, and, and they can grow. And, and based on some of these studies, that's not happening. These SOL scores are not great. I mean, we got the scores in. We talked to Governor this week mm-hmm. about the scores for uh, the Commonwealth in general. It's dismal right now. Uh, 40 years. It's been 40 years since we did this poorly. How do we make up that ground? Um, I, I would say put the money in the in the classroom. Put okay. the money directly into the classroom. Because mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, if we don't have teachers that feel appreciated, if we don't have teachers that are willing to stick around, um, it's not going to get better. I, I do I presentations also, for a lot of teachers, and lately I've been doing a lot of schools. And the audience of teachers and admin staff are, are comatose. They're disconnected. And I don't say that bad to mm-hmm. teachers because they are great people. But I think they're exhausted, they're burned exhausted, out. Yeah. And we have stressed them out. I think we need to look at teachers and give them the support that they need and deserve. Because, you know, when I when I'm presenting, I, I say funny things and, and because of the topic <laughs> yeah. I teach is active shooter. It's, it's scary. It is. And so I try to lighten things up. These teachers are everybody else across the country laughs at these things. that I say the teachers are just sitting there and they're not laughing. Yeah. And, and I, and I say this in I full, I just think they're overwhelmed. They are. And yeah. I say this in they full, are. I'm not attacking. This is full support for the teachers. We need to look at the teachers and say, what do you need? I, How I, can we support you? I could not agree with you more. Which will start turning things around for the kids. I really, I really do. But they're tired. They're worn out. COVID, I think, destroyed a lot of them. Yeah. Um. And and, and here, that's the other thing. COVID. Yeah. I think. I think. I think we all do need to take a step back from the SOL scores and mm-hmm. realize 
what the entire country has been through. Yeah, we're missing yeah. over a million folks. Yeah, family. Um, I had a I have a friend that um, teaches. Uh, excuse me, is vice principal down in um, Memphis. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Ooh, I'm getting verklempt." He said, "Kids aren't learning because the very first thing he's like, they, they were losing people." Yeah, and it was an inner city school, and it was it's hard because of the the overall health of that population and the overall uh, access to resources. And he's like, "How are these kids learning when their when their loved ones are dropping?" Yeah, dropping. Well, and that, and and even more so than that, you have an overall feeling of hopelessness, mm-hmm. yeah. division. Yep. Um, uncertainty. There's uncertainty. no structure. Yeah. Do, do right. I come to school or do I do this online? Do I what day do I come to school? What well, are we and doing? not only yeah. that, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, children who have never had to worry about uh, where their meals come from right. or uh, any of that are, are being impacted by this mm-hmm. economy that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So, and, and and I'll be the first one to say, I am pro mask. I am pro vaccination. I am pro science. Um, but recently. I, I mean, at a certain point, I was like, we have to. I mean, we have to get back into school, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there was a point where it was too dangerous. Yeah. Right, and we needed to close them. And it gets to a point where should children wear masks? I will openly say, we wore masks everywhere, everywhere. And then I got to the point where I was like, oh man, maybe I should start shedding at places. And I do now. Like, yeah. if we're like all crammed in like sardines, I'll still wear one, but. My well, son said you, something you, you, like, my son said something like, I'm like, buddy, you don't have to wear a mask anymore if you don't want to, because none of the kids are wearing it. He got COVID and he had a mask on. And he, he said, look, well, I don't, I don't want people to, you know, I, I feel more comfortable if they don't see my face. And I was like, okay, you don't get to wear it anymore. Wow. Right. Unless, yeah. yeah. So there, and this is what, this is what I feel that we need in this community is that I, I, I consider myself a pro mask and pro science but there is such a gray area. We don't live in a black and black and white. Yeah, uh, I'm anti there's, there's some. There's there's some. <laughs> I, I'm pro some middle si- ground system that God right. gave us. Yeah. There's yeah. some but middle here's ground the thing. that we we've need gotta, to. Re- we, yeah, yeah. We've got to be able to have those conversations yeah. and those disagreements. But when we say science, and, what science? Right. Is it is it the politicians telling us science, or is it true science? Because there's Absolutely. a lot of confusing. Confusion I, out there. And that's the, honestly, I think you've gotten to the root of the problem. Yeah. Is that no one's listening to the experts anymore. You're right. They're listening to politicians. When yeah. we come back, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk. Uh, we're talking with Patrick Earl, who I uh, didn't was not familiar with. So we're getting to know you this morning, running for Lynchburg City Council. And um, and we're going to talk to you about running as an independent when we come back. Absolutely. Thank you. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Let's get it started in here. Everybody, everybody, let's get the morning jam. Get started, get started, get started, get started. You're listening to The Morning Jam on WIQO and all of our other Virginia Talk radio stations. We're talking with Patrick Earle this morning. He's running for Lynchburg City Council, trying to get to know him a little bit better. Now, you're running as an independent. Those who listen to the show know that that's a pet peeve for me. It is. Because there are a lot of people who will run as an independent, and you can look at the voting record and see quite clearly uh, that they, they... 
fall in a different column. Uh, why are you running as an independent? Um, because I mean, I, you can, you can Google me. Some people probably have, mm-hmm. I, I'm part of the Lynchburg democratic committee. Okay. Um, I'm endorsed by the Lynchburg democratic party. I, I would, I would have gone to the Republican, uh, you know, thing and, 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 you know, spoke there if, if I had been invited. Um, I will talk to anyone. The, the reason why I'm running as an independent is that fact is that I feel like most of our issues fall by the wayside when it comes to local politics. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep politics, national politics, out of the local level. Um, and I, I mean, I could have run as a Democrat. It would have been a lot easier. Um, I would have had a, a larger, um, how should we say, infrastructure for my campaign. Um, a lot more support. Um, but I didn't because I wanted to make that statement. Okay. So um, there are certain things that, uh, that people, uh, when they choose to call themselves a Democrat or a Republican, uh, things like, you know, big government, um, you know, they don't want government involved in every aspect of, of their lives. Mm-hmm. That's important uh, to people. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that we can always agree on. We want to take care of, of people who are hurting, who are uh, poor, who are struggling, who have mental health. God knows that's a, a huge part of the, the things that we're dealing with right now um but i also think it's important to know you know where you stand on things like the schools obviously being a teacher that's something that's really important to you Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on uh some of the things that that are are going on with our schools right now as far as uh, the critical race theory and and some of those things i mean you say you don't want big politics or, or national politics to work its way into the local schools but the the bottom line is it is working its way in, whether we want it to work in or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I, I, I guess I would say I will start with this. We need to start with the truth. Mm-hmm. We need Agreed. to start with a baseline of right. truth. We need to start with things like what does critical race theory actually mean? Uh, that was a term coined by a college professor who wrote a book um, essentially about what it was like being uh, a man of color in all the aspects of his life. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean to be a person of color or a minority or a marginalized citizen in this society? Mm-hmm. Um, that term was picked up and and blasted, and now people don't really know what that means anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't really... And this is, I would go so far as to say this is not even my opinion. You can ask any LCS teacher. It's not being taught in in Lynchburg City Schools. History is being taught in Lynchburg City Schools. Uh, There is a push toward understanding and addressing um, and coming to grips with with the history that that this country objectively has had Mm -hmm. with slavery, um, with you know, Jim Crow laws with redlining. Um, but even things a, like redlining isn't really taught until upper high school and college. But there are talking points that are introduced in elementary school because I, one of my best friends showed me the talking point, the prompt that was given to her child who was in the third grade talking about um, white privilege and have you, you know, have you ever, your, your thoughts on being, 
a racist person because of your white privilege. You didn't even know what that meant. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're having to sit down and talk to their third grader about things. And this was during COVID that this was going on. So these things are being touched on in the Lynchburg City Schools where, you know, because you're a white person, you're a bad person. Or, you know, you, you do have privilege that the person who has color next to you, regardless of what their circumstances may be, you have you have privilege over them. Do you think that's appropriate? Um, I I do. And here's okay. why. I, I once again, I think we need to start from a baseline of truth. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that simply being white in this country um, gives you a leg up. Now oh, you no. can call it you can call oh, it white boy. privilege. You can call it. Um, I can name ten thousand things that a black person can get that I can't get because of my skin color. So how can you say that? I I completely agree that there are ten thousand things that you could get or a, a black person could get that you couldn't. We have a hundred thousand because things. of skin color. Because of skin color, right? Because yeah. of race. Well, I can't. because the, of race. But, but the uh, there is a hundred thousand things that we could get that they couldn't. I don't know. Not now. I don't know about that. I have to respectfully well, disagree. But the, but the bottom line is, in America right now, the most successful people in America, the ones with, that make the most money, the ones that uh, have the strongest families, the ones that do less crime, are not white people. They're Asian people. Mm-hmm. That is a specific, hard, black and white truth. Yep. It's, not, it's not white people. It's not. It's yeah. Asian people. They work hard and do what they got to do. They work hard. They do what they got to do. So, I mean, there, the there are, there's a lot of, and, and here, here's the thing. And I don't want you to feel like I'm, we, we disagree. We knew going oh, into this conversation yeah, yeah. that we would. Um, but these are things that we have to teach our children to be able to dig down and have conversations like we're having right absolutely. now. Yeah, absolutely. And, he, and here's the thing, what, uh, like I said, is, is the fact of the matter. Um, and we need to get down to the truth is that we have these issues that need to be addressed mm-hmm. and we have to you address need to them do together. It. You mm-hmm. need, we right. do. We have to address them together. And it's, I think it's in, I think it's easier to do it when children are young Yeah. because number one, it's, they, they're open. They're the open-mindedness of a child is to me just absolutely shocking. And, and LGBTQ and has, has recognized that. And that's exactly what they're doing is they're getting the kids when they're young. Um, I mean, there is truth to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but well, here's, and, here's and, the thing. And, and here's what, All right, so guys, we just have a couple of sec- a couple of minutes left. So, okay. I, I, so speaking in the same vein, yeah, absolutely. let me ask you this. Yeah. Where do you think a parent lies? When it comes to making these decisions, if a parent, uh, do you think parents should have a say of what's being introduced to their children in in a school setting? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but the caveat to that is I don't know more than a professional educator. I don't know more than an expert in as whatever a, As field. a parent? Yeah. Okay. I, I like to listen to experts. Um, I feel like if it is coming from a place of of education and not hurt, um, I'll trust it. And the I feel like there it used to, there used to be a culture of when I was a child, if the teacher called home and I had done something, I was in trouble. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. it's yeah. turned it's to the fact that, that parents right. don't trust their teachers to teach them what they need. The children need to be taught. 
Um, and I and I also feel that we need to come to grips with a lot of truth. Is that when it comes to and and, and this is where I think the white privilege comes back in is that. At it, white America needs to come to grips with the fact that we, in our minds, simply cannot wrap our head around a few things. And that is, number one, being a person of color or minority in this country, because we're not and we don't experience it on a daily basis, and there's not a way we can understand that. Mm-hmm. And number two, uh, when it comes to LGBTQ, as two cisgender white men, we walk through the world not questioning our existence because... We can't understand it. We well, can't I, understand what it's like to be transgender. I support anybody that wants to be what they want to be. That's fine. Be your life. I wish you the best of luck and happiness, but don't push it. Don't push the agenda on our kids. On, That's, on, on my children. On, my, on children. And, 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 you can, and you can say that we can't question people who are uh, more educated than we are, but I will tell you this. Uh, when I sat in front of a doctor who told me he had scheduled me for a DNC because I had an unviable pregnancy, if I had unwaveringly believed him because he was more educated than I was, I would not have a gorgeous 26-year-old daughter today. So there are times in life as a parent where we have to listen to our gut and our God and we have to do what we feel is right. Uh, so... I, you know, that's, yeah, I mean that's I that's, that's that. no doubt. Um, and right, but I do de- I do like to deal with things that are because that 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 is a wonderful and beautiful story. Um, my wife would have died. Yeah, we hadn't had surgery. Um, I have a friend that would have died. But yeah. my point is, you have to listen. Oh, absolutely. To, to yourself as and, a but parent. This is, that to me, this is a this is a one-on-one single basis. This is not curriculum. This is not in large numbers because that's that's what we have to that's what we have to realize. Human behavior on the person-to-person level is it is, for lack of a better term, a crapshoot. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. where we get all this wavering stuff. But if we take things in mass, um, we find the truth and. The, the truth of the situation. Right. We appreciate your candidness with us this morning. Uh, girl, you can find out more about him online. We'll put a link to your campaign on our Facebook page. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for us. coming on. Appreciate it. CBS News Brief. Georgia's Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker is denying claims by a second woman, this one who's come forward anonymously, of accusing him of paying for her abortion while he was married to someone else. Walker tells Fox Democrats are trying to derail his campaign. They're desperate right now. And I've said this is a lie. I've moved on. And they want me to play these guessing games and all this, but I'm not. Pennsylvania's Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman admits. To be honest, doing that debate wasn't exactly easy. There are new Years a stroke has left him unfit to serve after Tuesday's face-off with Republican Mehmet Oz. The Justice Department is formally banning seizure of reporters' records. Our reporter, CBS's Linda Kenyon. The Attorney General released a statement that says in part, these regulations recognize the crucial role that a free and independent press plays in our democracy. It goes on to say that the regulations are intended to protect the news media from actions that might unreasonably impair news gathering. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Good morning. This is Kimberly McBroom in the WDBJ 7 Newsroom with your Virginia Talk Radio Network news update. The case of the Bridgewater College shooting suspect has been certified to a grand jury. Alexander Campbell appeared at Harrisonburg Rockingham General District Court yesterday and was determined to be mentally fit to stand trial. 
Campbell's accused of shooting and killing Bridgewater College officer John Painter and campus safety officer J.J. Jefferson in February. In Roanoke, there was a bank robbery on Melrose Avenue yesterday. Police say a man with a gun entered the Truist branch on Melrose, flashed the gun, and demanded employees give him money. The man took off on foot with cash. And Virginia's received its first payment of $67.4 million from Johnson & Johnson's opioid settlement. Of that $67 million, $16 million will be distributed among cities and counties. The Virginia opioid abatement says illicit drugs like fentanyl are driving up overdoses. I'm Kimberly McBroom. Join me for WDBJ 7 Morning from 4.30 until 7 every weekday morning. And join us from 7 to 9 on WZBJ 24. Hi, I'm Sherry Brady with Apex Home Loans. If you feel like you missed the boat to refinance your mortgage, you should give us a call today. It is true that rates are rising, but there could still be time for you to refinance and save money. Perhaps when you purchased your home, you didn't have any money down, or you had some credit challenges and wound up in a loan with mortgage insurance that you'll have to pay for years. But now, after the growth of the last few years, you may have enough equity to refi into a new loan with no mortgage insurance. If you're in an adjustable rate loan, this is the time to think about converting that to a stable fixed rate. Or perhaps you'd like to access some of your equity to consolidate other high interest debt or get money for home improvements or any other reason. Whatever your why is, contact Apex Home Loans today to explore your options. You can find us online at lynchburglender.com or call 434-237-1027. Sherry Brady, NMLS ID 217258, Apex Home Loans, NMLS ID 2884, NMLSconsumeraccess.org. The struggles for families are not over. For many people in our community, this will be a difficult Thanksgiving, but you can help. Every Lynchburg Turkey Trot registration feeds two families this Thanksgiving. Whether you run, walk, or stroll in person or from anywhere in the world, you will make a real difference for a family in need. Register today at humankind.org. The families of our community need your help. Find out more at humankind.org. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. After waking up to temperatures in the 40s this Thursday morning, we'll see highs seasonable into the upper 60s and low 70s this afternoon with a good deal of sunshine as we head into tonight. Temperatures a little bit cooler into the upper 30s and low to mid 40s, generally under a mostly clear sky. And we'll see a mix of sun and clouds as we head toward Friday with highs generally in the 50s and low 60s. Currently 47 degrees in Lynchburg, 49 in Bedford, 51 in Roanoke, 48 in Danville, 50 in Salem, and 46 in Appomattox. And it is uh, pretty much clear everywhere. So that's a good thing. Uh, well, there is a new exhibit that's going to be displayed at Poplar Forest. It's called Roots and Reconnection. Uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, uh the Poplar Forest is going to be hosting this, celebrating our story. It's a free public event to celebrate the opening of the uh, intertwined Jefferson and the enslaved community at Poplar Forest. It's a new exhibit about the lives of uh, the Poplar Forest enslaved community uh, and the day-long celebration of remembrance and recognition is presented by Poplar Forest African American Advisory Group and the Corporation for Jefferson's Poplar Forest Board of Directors. And uh, this new exhibit, um, if you want to find out more about it, you can go to poplarforest.org. Uh, intruder shot by a Harrisburg uh, homeowner during attempted burglary in Pennsylvania, October 21st. A, uh, a guy tried to kick in a door, or he did kick in a door to a house, and the uh, homeowner shot him. 
And then he mm. ran down the street and was arrested by police and taken to the hospital. Wow. That's, that's, um, yeah, that, that's not, that's good. I mean, it's, it's, people are arming themselves, but you know, we, we talk about Pennsylvania. Well, they feel like they have to. Yeah. But let's talk about what we are what we we're talking about in Illinois the other day. That guy would be taken to the hospital. If he's okay, he'd be released. All right. And that's bad. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. good. As of January 1, that's yeah. absolutely going to be No the bond. Case. You broke into a house. He was, he, I forgot to say, he was armed with a machete. Ah. So uh, that, that's why he, he was okay. shot. Well, uh, yesterday, U.S. Senators Mark Warner and Tim Kaine announced uh, $30 million in federal funding to help Virginia schools purchase 81 clean and zero-emission school buses that will accelerate the transmission to zero-emissions vehicles and produce cleaner air in communities across the Commonwealth. The funding awarded through the Environmental Protection Agency was made possible by the bipartisan infrastructure law, which Warren, Warner and Kane helped pass last year. Lynchburg City Public Schools received the largest award. LCS will get $9 million dollars uh nine million eight hundred and seventy five hundred thousand dollars for the purchase of 25 buses and well what, go ahead wouldn't that have been nice to give that to teachers and teachers aides and let's address the problem of that reading. we were just talking that's about right, that we were just talking about right. i mean the environment is 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 good but it's important th- let's shift that money to like but, we were talking about the teachers are exhausted let's give them some teachers aid let's give them some pay raises some more equipment wow i know I know. But it's who brought it up with it that yeah. Yeah, we're going to be talking about some uh some climate change and some I mean it's getting blamed for everything now. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Right now we're going to go to the phone lines. Who do we have? Hey Janet, hey it's Dr. Harb. Hey, Hi Dr. Harb. Hey uh hey, I just wanted to make a comment on, on the educational aspects of the conversation with the gentleman you just had and uh, mm-hmm. my comment is that my comment is that if these, you know, he seemed to insinuate that the teachers seemed to kind of know what they were doing as professionals. But uh, if that's the case, why in our country do we have the scores we have now in terms of our kids uh, being able to read and do math and write and grammar? You know, our, ki- our kids are scoring in the 30 and less than 40th percentiles in terms of their ability to pass standard tests in terms of math and science and reading. And if you look at if you look at the scores of the American kids compared to the countries, the rest of the countries in the world, we're we're way down on totem pole compared to where we were 40 years ago. So, if our educational system was uh, you know was knew what it was doing and was teaching appropriately, why are our scores terrible in terms of our kids' uh, ability to do math, reading, science, and that, and all the other stuff we're supposed to be educating them with? That's right. Well, and I. I agree with you. I mean, we've been going down for quite some time now, and the rest of the world has dealt with COVID just like we did, uh, and our numbers right. are still exactly. dismal. Um, yeah, I personally and, and think getting worse. I think it's because we are getting distracted by things other than reading and writing and arithmetic. Um, right. So I, you know, I don't know. You know, if you look. If you look at the if you look at Florida's scores in terms of the education of kids, they're in the top three, uh, two or three, you know, in terms of the number of uh, you know states in the, in the country, the top two or three, and they didn't uh, they closed they didn't close their schools as much as the other uh, the other states did in our country. So Florida opened their schools sooner and kept them open more during COVID and did much better in terms of their uh, the That's education right. of their kids. You know? That's right. And yeah. and as a hey, well, as a doctor. 
you know, one of the things that we were talking about was that they were saying, oh, you know, we, we had to be closed down uh, because of because of COVID. Um, and as a doctor, do you think that the schools had to be closed down for as long as they were? No, absolutely not. Yeah. I think Florida did the right thing by opening their schools sooner, and it obviously paid off in terms of better scores for their kids. Right. And kids in, kids in, need in structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Hey, one other quick comment is uh, the United Kingdom of Great Britain just released a statement on transgender. Did you see that? No. I didn't either. Uh, so, the, so the United Kingdom, Great Britain, um, they have a national health care system, socialized medicine, and they just released a really important statement stating that transgender kids should not be uh, given any kind of uh, medications or surgery or um hormones to alter themselves during their teenage years because quote unquote the uk believes this is a phase that they're going through and most of these kids that are going through this phase as teens will just uh as they grow older normalize into their normal gender gender you know views and so forth in terms of what they are and so the uk is now saying uk is now saying don't give kids you know hormones or surgery to alter their genders just because they think they're that they might be a different gender than they really are because everybody goes through confusion when they're growing up yeah to certain degree some kids more than others for sure uh but now i just had a conversation with someone who who when i who's a teacher and i asked them you know do you really think there are that i forget how many transgender students they said they had uh, right now and yep. i said so do you really think that all of those students are transgender and they and they did they say oh we just believe yep. that you know that now they feel free to come out about it um and i just don't yep. believe that's true and i think we're seeing yep. that manifest itself as these kids get older sadly some of them have already gone through uh, having these things done to their bodies and they can't undo it so exactly. it's it's pretty exactly. sad actually in right. a lot of ways yeah so. No, so our school, our schools need our schools need to teach writing, reading, arithmetic, you know, science, yeah. and forget about teaching all this stuff about gender, you know, That's gender right. fluidity That's and all right. the critical race Stick theory, and just important. get back to the basics. Absolutely. My yeah. motto is know your role and shut your hole. That's Let's right. have that put on T-shirts. That's right. Yes. You trying to become I'm the rock? You. I'm with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Thanks stay so your, much. Stay in your lane. Yep. Thank we you, appreciate doctor. it. Yeah. That's Absolutely. Good. Caitlin yep. Jenner. Yep is uh, slamming a trans activist who is talking about how uh, we need to normalize women having bulges. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, this is who we have to... And look, here's the thing. Bruce Jenner was a... Bruce Jenner was a grown man. <laughs> gender. Bruce Jenner. There's a Freudian slip for you. Bruce Jenner was a grown man. Yeah. When he made the decisions he made. He was a grown man. A grown man. Lord, this is going in. It's just Trey's going to kick in in a minute, I know. Uh, yeah. So so whatever he decided to do. Yeah. Grown man. That's right. Do what Live do your life you, and be buddy. happy. That's right. You want right. to be Caitlyn Jenner, be Caitlyn Jenner. And and now he's the one. Mm-hmm. She's the one. That's actually standing up saying biological males should not be competing against right. biological females. And now he's taking on this transgender uh, TikTok person going, come on, man. Yeah. What on earth? Yeah. I, I got a question. Yeah. Um, yesterday I was in a convenience store, a local convenience store, and there was a clear transgender working behind the counter. And 
they they gave me my order and I don't know whether to say I I'm always very respectful. If I if somebody holds the door for me, I'll say thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. I don't know what to say to this person. Right. Clearly, it was a man. He had. Thank you. You. Yeah. You. I don't. <laughs> you. But now I feel like I'm being disrespectful because I didn't say any. He he handed me my item and I didn't say anything back. Right. And to me, that's being disrespectful. Where normally I would have said thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. You know, just real friendly, but. Right. I don't know. You got to come up with something else. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. But yeah, no, nope, that's not gonna work. Yeah. Can't say buddy. Thank you, it. Thank you. No, you can't say that. Can't say that. Oh, we're going to try to come up with something. Thank you, clerk behind the counter. Really? I, I don't they know may that tear that's that, going to work. Tear that up too. See, it used to. It used to work. I, I could use like sweetie or things like because that you can right, get guys right, or girls. Right. So I could use that either way. And even if they're transgender, it's I a little still, harder for a guy to use yeah, that. Yeah, I still want to respect them and say thank you, but I don't know what to say. Gianni says just say grazi. Yeah, grazi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. do that. That might work better. Uh, when we come back, we're going to go to break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about those those common grammar mistakes. We'll lighten it up a little bit uh, with that, because apparently there were a couple that I was I was doing that was on the list. Uh, me, too. So we still have a few we need to go over there. Also, uh, climate change. It's responsible, apparently, for a lot of things. I mean, everything from. Um, ISIS to hate speech to you know why why we're fat it all has to do with climate change so mm. we'll take a look at that and then somebody texted in and said do we really need the UK to explain that to us <laughs> yeah that's true you know, that's a good one probably not right we'd love to hear from you this morning 866-916-3776 if you have a comment to make uh, please give us a call we'd love to get you on the air here on the morning jam Marco Galbraith sitting in today I'm Janet Rose and you're listening to the morning jam Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Good morning. You're listening to the morning jam, and we are glad that you are. It's uh, it's not a boring morning, that's no, for sure. We need to leave the mics on the whole time. No, we do not. During commercials, that's oh my goodness. Yeah. So we got some calls lined up. We'll got hear some the, sirens in a moment if right, we did that. Right. FBI on three. <laughs> ACLU on five. ACLU on five. BLM on six. That's right. Uh, let's go to the phones this morning on the morning jam. Good morning. Hey. hey Hi. Guys. How are you doing? Not too bad. What you got on your mind this morning? Uh, just wanted to call in on that uh, guy uh, and his cisgender and his white privilege. Uh, I'm just baffled by that. Um, I mean, I had a a uh, liberal black friend of mine get after me a few years ago because I uh, had a Trump uh, wine glass and I posted it on Facebook and he let me have it, said I was a racist and that I have white privilege. And, and um, I... Don't forget I terrorists. I looked at it and I'm like... Domest- well, domestic terrorists. Well, the thing is, he, he's got a bigger house than I got. I got a little 1,200-square-foot home and he's, he's got like a, you know, $300,000 house. So how am I white privileged? 
My mm-hmm. mom and dad, my my dad was a truck driver, and my mom was a homemaker, and I didn't have a lot uh, when I was growing up. I, I mean, we just, we made it okay, and... Um, well, I think there are, in, in all fairness, there are exceptions to every rule. But I do yeah. think, by and large, historically, right, um, you have people of color who have dealt with generational poverty mm-hmm. more than than white people, and I do think that that's I agree that that's true. Yeah. it's not this the, the case with every person, right. though. You're right. Some for sure. Thanks over- for calling, Alan. Some adapt and overcome, and others right. just say, "Well, I can't be like this because it's no." Well, and I think it's easy when you do deal with generational poverty to to get that sense of hopelessness right um regardless of your color right so i, I think that can be true that can be regional as as well mm-hmm. uh back to the phones uh kevin is it kevin yeah gotta turn that radio down <laughs> well i'm trying to right now but the stupid thing won't turn down okay gotcha yeah. there we go can you hear me now i can hear you yes okay great um I just wanted to say, like, hang on a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, yesterday your phones were messing up. Now my radio won't turn off. It won't do anything. Yeah, it's a, it's can be technology's great when it works. Right. Yeah. There we go. I think we're better now. <clears throat> okay. And go. So, right. So, talking about this um, this critical race. Oh, uh, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to call you back. Someone, sorry, someone's buddy. trying to shut you down. All right, well, well, call us back. Give us a call back. We'll go to the text line now. That's how the FBI is infiltrating. That's, right. That's, That's how they right. do it. They're shutting us down. They're not actually Kevin. They're uh-huh. mixing the signals. Uh, we did get a, a text in that says the reason our kids can't read or do math is because they're spending too much time on this uh, CRT and gender craziness. Apparently, people have forgotten the developmental stages that kids go through. Adolescents are all about trying on different identities and finding ways to separate and be individual from their parents before they settle into what they will be in their late 20s when their brains have reached maturity. Why are people ignoring the science? I agree. Wow, that's a good one. That's, that's But that is the science. Dead on accurate, yeah. yeah. And, and everybody goes through confusion right and and some people genuinely are homosexuals right and some people you know aren't Mm -hmm. and that's just that's the way it is and i do think there are people out there i don't think there's nearly the numbers that they try to make us believe um and some kids do it for attention some kids do it for attention the ones pretending to be cats and that type thing i was somebody asked me the other day what would you do? How would you deal with it if your kid came to you and said that they identified as a cat? And my thing is, honestly, you really want to know what I would do. I would, first of all, I would get a litter box. Right. And I would say from now on, this <clears throat> is where you pee. Right. And this is where you do your business. It's a litter box. It's out on the porch. Mm-hmm. So that's where you're going to go. Also, you may not eat at the table. So go away. And right. I did pick up some of the finest cat food that I could find. And yeah. that is exactly what I would do. Yeah. Now, I would probably be reported to social services. And I want you to eat this hairball that, an well, hour later. <laughs> That's right. You no longer have a hairbrush. Now you have to to preen yourself. Right. And then I want you to see you cough it up. But I mean, that's exactly what I, that's what I would do. I would literally, you know, get them a bowl, put it on the floor. Here's your dinner. Be a cat. Get off the table. Right. You know. Right. That's, and here's your litter box. Yep. That's how I would handle that. Mm -hmm. But that's just me. And uh, yeah. So we were talking about grammar mistakes earlier and the common grammar mistakes and 
and I had some that I was guilty of. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, here is some some more of the common mistakes that people make. A shoe in. Mm-hmm. That's what you really want to write when you're trying to say that to someone it is a sure winner. Um, uh, S-H-O-E-N. It's because when you shoe something, you're urging it in a certain direction, like a child who thinks they're a cat. Shoo, shoo. Shoo, yeah. Out on the porch. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there's one. <clears throat> Immigrated to... Immigrate and from always go together. E-M-I-G-R-A-T-E and from always go together. As do immigrate, I-M-M-I-G-R-A-T-E and to. To immigrate is to come from somewhere with an E and to immigrate, I, is to go somewhere. Heaven knows nowadays we need to know that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) How sad. Yeah. But we do Put the need word to know illegal that. in front of it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you can't do that anymore. That's right. Uh, prostate, prostrate cancer. Mm-hmm. This is one. Exa- this one simple spelling mistake resulted from an extra R. Prostrate actually means to lie face down. The right. Prostate gland is part of the male reproductive anatomy. So there is a difference. Another thing that we do is we overuse apostrophes. Mm-hmm. These little guys are misused a lot. And they indicate one of two things, possessions or letters missing, as in Sarah's iPad. And it's for it is. That's a big pet peeve. And they don't belong on plurals. For example, uh, facts, F-A-Q-S, should not have an apostrophe. Somebody said Salty needs this lesson. (laughs) Yes, he does. He does need this lesson. Uh, And then there's sleight of hand, S-L-I-G-H-T. That's an insult. If you put it sleight of hand, that means like you're a pickpocket. Oh, wow. S-L-E-I-G-H-T is magic and illusion. So I've probably gotten that wrong. Uh, Honed in. Just know that to home in on something means to move towards a goal. The missile homed in on its target. To hone in means to sharpen. That's a good one. That's interesting. Didn't know that one. Uh, baited breath. You've heard of that. When I think about bait, I think about worms and lures. Uh, first word should be baited, B-A-T-E-D, which means to abate, meaning to stop or lessen. So if you're trying to say that someone is holding their breath or they can't wait to hear what you have to say, I'm standing by with bated breath, B-A-T-E-D. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Uh, peace of mind, if you want to share what you're thinking... With someone, this could work if you add my, but if you're trying to indicate tranquility, you need to make sure it's peace, P-E-A-C-E. That one makes sense. Right. Uh, Wet your appetite, W-E-T, wrong. It's W-H-E-T. If I'm giving you an appetizer to wet your appetite, that's what that one is. Huh, that's interesting. So you got to use that for five and done. Yes, yeah, so that's yes. what you would use for, yeah. for five and nine. Yep. Do you say due diligence or due diligence? I've heard people say it both ways. Um, due diligence. Yeah. Yes. D U E. Yeah. Not D O. Right. Uh, piqued my interest. P I Q U E. 
is the right way. Oh, wow. Peaked my interest, not peak like I took a peak. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I'm going to put a link to all of these because yeah. I think they're kind of interesting. There's a lot of them on there. Here. There's a lot of There's like yeah. 40 some. Right. And a lot of them we get wrong. Uh-huh. I'll put them on our Facebook page. Uh, we've got another hour to go. We've got lots of great things to talk about. Join in the conversation by calling us 866-916-3776. Kevin, fix that radio and give us a call back.